entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good for this long, this hood. Oh, wait. I said, oh, oh, wait. Look what that sage make a bitch do. Lord have mercy. It's TBD. We are back in the building. This should be a special, special, special day for most people on the East Coast, specifically in the city of Philadelphia. Because something that we've been talking about for a while, like speculating here and there over the past couple you know, months, a little over a year, it finally happened. So as the Lord said, it's a, it's a good Good day. God is good, but <laughs> he's good all the time. And now, hallelujah. And now, all because of some sage, man. Not probably not all because of some sage. It's probably because, you know, niggas like getting vaxxed up, niggas is part time players, just that in the fifth. Like, whatever the cases may have been, we now get what we always been asking for in Philadelphia. And now, James Harden, the beard, beard man, beard man, yeah, that's me. He, is in Philly. That nigga 25 is gone. What Brian say? It's about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> it's about damn time, man. Literally. Cause now, just like just like KD said, like when he did the NBA draft for the All-Star game, I think everybody got what they wanted, man. I think everybody's happy. <laughs> I know I'm happy. I would ask how you are, but I'm pretty sure I know. Man, it's like I'm ecstatic, bro. Cause like I'ma just, I'ma just, you know, set the stage for what yesterday was. So, you know, I'm just in the crib, news drop, we got hardened. I'm like, yo, we just got hardened. We got the beard, yo, like the bearded one. He's like, he's in the city, like down Delilah's all day. He paired up with my MVP and B. Like, we lit. And then just to just to throw the the cherry on top, met PT yesterday, and I'm running for the first time, and I'm doing jumps and hops, and I'm feeling like my old self. I don't I I I, I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to act. To be to be honest with you, I'm a new man. I feel like I'm reborn. My team is where I think they need to be. We got what I think we need to get. The bio market coming soon, so we may get some more. And I'm feeling like myself, and I'm hip hopping around like hip hop Harry. I'm back, yo. I'm feeling good. Everything in my body is feeling nice. I feel like this is a pick me up. God said, I, I think I need to bless Billy. He's been out here, he's been grinding. A lot's been going, you know, he's been going through a lot, and I've been testing him. You know, I've been testing him a lot, and I, I'm gonna reward him because he's been passing my tests. Thank you, God. There is, a, thank you, God. There is a God. <laughs> Niggas is talking about hip hopping around. You not hopping nowhere, yo. Yeah. I was, I was like no. Mary J. Blige in that job, bro. I, I'm no. trying to tell you. No, shit gonna be nasty though, cause like 
now we finally going to get to see a certain form of basketball that we as people who are from the Philly area have never seen while Joel Embiid has been on the court. And that's the idea of seeing a pick and roll executed at the professional level in Philadelphia. (laughs) Because before, before it was maybe a pick and pop, if you ever got to see your two best players running it, like Ben's, 25, <laughs> I don't want to say the full name no more. 25 and then B, that pick and roll, if they ever did run it, it was never really as lethal as it could be because the nigga who's initiating the pick can't shoot. So you can guard that pick and roll a certain way. Now, you got Harden and then B running that joint. This go, 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 go. Who's next? Everybody can get the work. All of y'all can get the work because now you got the pick and roll, you got the pick and pop, you got the slip screen, you got the sprint screen. You can run the entire tree of pick and roll offense because you got somebody who actually knows how to one pass the ball where it's supposed to be, and two, it's all predicated off of being an aggressive option off the pick in itself. Ben, the bull two five can come off that pick and roll and do what? Pick the ball up, look to pass. Harden can come off that joint and either string it out, flatten it out, and get the switch, which means it's a baby on the MVP down low. Or he could come off that joint firing because MB just had eight straight points, two dunks, and a three. <laughs> so now we can just see a whole different aspect of offense. And we're going to see a different level of NBA and probably to a lesser extent, Tobias Harris, who has flown under the radar this year as a guy who's been wildly inconsistent. And we could give him his, his pass because he had COVID and, you know, it changes people differently. Some people have long COVID. You have um, reactions and stuff after the fact, whether it's you not being able to breathe, your stamina being up and down, but like, what are you most looking forward to seeing? Like, I don't want you to say you want to see, you know, Harden at Sips or in Delilah's. I would love to see the City Line have Fridays pop back around, but we talking about basketball, right? <laughs> I mean, to your point, I don't think the Sixers and, and Sixers fans haven't seen that pick and roll ran at all to what I think is going to be ran with Harden and Embiid, but something that was pretty close, which we all miss for sure, is the Jimmy Butler and Embiid mm. picket rolls. So, mm. you know, if we thought that was great, if we thought that was elite, I can just only imagine what it's going to be with James Harden. But I, I, I'm really just interested to see, um, you know, how Doc Rivers handles these lineups and these rotations um, and handles just his team as a whole, because I think that's really going to be the key when it comes down to it. He's going to have to make sure that he's putting certain guys in the best situations to win. And 
guys like Shake Milton, guys like Furkan Korkmaz are going to have to step up now. Like they have no choice but to step up because we lost Steph Curry. We had to give him up. So those two guys are going to have to step up drastically to make three point shots and, and, and to be our shooters on the, on the wings. Also, I love the Paul Millsap grab because now, I mean, I, I like Andre Drummond, like, you know, he was solid for us. Great, good passer, but the Paul Millsap allows us to run small ball sets with him at the five. And, you know, I, I'm just, I don't know how those sets are going to really look, um, especially with a beat off the floor. I don't know, but, you know, he lets us do that, but he also gives us a power forward, which has been a spot that we've been lacking in for a few years now. We have not had a solid power forward at all. We tried to use Mike Scott and Mike Scott really wasn't cutting it, which is, you know, that's not really his role, but, you know, we tried to force him into that and it just didn't work. So I think Paul Millsap is an underrated grab for us as well. Now, I, I, I agree. Not, not, not so much with the Paul Millsap thing. Like, I believe he's going to come in and be able to give y'all minutes. <clears throat> like, I believe he could come in and play, you know, 8 to 12, 12 to 15 minutes a game, give you, I don't know, eight points, four boards, some shit like that, a couple fouls. But what you said about Doc Rivers is funny because, like, I was playing the duty last night talking to some some of my homies from back home and we ended up talking about what we're discussing right now. And like, it looks great on paper for Philly, but now my biggest question isn't necessarily how the players are going to mesh because as long as Harden comes back and he's himself, who we expect him to be, and we don't expect him to be anything other than himself. It comes down to the guy who we have been looking at with the, the, the hold on now face, and that's Doc Rivers. Like, you're now – you have zero excuses as a coach. Like, if you were playing basketball with one hand tied behind your back, all right, cool, because you're playing with 2-5 who doesn't want to shoot. Now you got to jerry-rig an offense together in a way where you're emphasizing his strengths while also trying to hide his shortcomings. So in turn, you have to coach a little differently. You have to run rotation a little differently. You got to call certain offense a little differently. But now all that shit's out the window. Right. You got the entire playbook to deal with. You, as Doc Rivers, have no choice now but to put the right rotations in, and you can start and bench people who don't want to play or who aren't playing well and not have to think twice about it. You have a quiet leader in Harden who's going to come out and lead by example, lead by playing as opposed to being passive aggressive and post-game pressers about why things didn't go right or wrong. And even if he does end up doing that, it's from a space where the bottom line is we're trying to win. It's not, uh, well, I want to point the figure at Joel because he didn't do as well as he was supposed to do when all y'all want to do is talk about what I can't do. And that's a lot of things that we saw time and time again throughout the media situation in the post-game pressers for your guys when they were losing games. So now Doc and company, they have to do right by the team. You have to. Because on the other side of the coin, that Nets roster looks a little bit more fluid. 
full, I would say. Fluid as well. You know, and I, I hear everyone say, oh, the Sixers lost a trade. And I'm like, I don't know how you can lose a trade when you're getting a player who's actually wanting to play basketball. As opposed to someone. Who's it. And I have a really big, like, before we even get on to the Brooklyn side of things or continue with the Sixers. The fact that 2-5 decided to use mental health as a crutch in this whole situation kind of rubs me the wrong way, especially if we see him turn around and start to play sooner than later. I, my So here's my thing, bro. Here's my thing. I'm going to give him right now. I He hasn't. It hasn't been clear that he's been using it as a crutch and, and using it. That was uh, and abusing it. As to why he didn't want to True, play. but the, what uh, what reports are still saying is that he is still meeting with his phys, uh, his therapist, and um, he's going to continue with the therapy even in Brooklyn. That's just what I've heard so far. So I'm not I'm I uh, I'm a firm believer in mental health. I know how much of an issue it is, and I know how complex it can be. So I really, I just really don't want to go there until I have to go there. But like, bro, like if he, if that is what I think it is, then like, that's just, that's really a foul situation because it just really should never, like that should never be something that we play around with because people really deal with, deal with shit like that. Like on a, on a regular, on a daily, like. Yeah, bro. Like it's people who are actually dealing with things in their day-to-day lives, that is a complete struggle for them. And I just hope that he doesn't turn around and ends up playing basketball super fast. Like, I don't want to see him come back and just all of a sudden jump back into the games and shit. If they Mm -hmm. bring him along slowly, all right, cool. I'm not going to have any gripes about it because it's going to be consistent Mm -hmm. as to what's been going on and what we've been hearing from his camp. But if it turns out that he turns around and he starts to play more and play fast and come back soon, I'm going to look at him a, a lot, a lot differently for using something that is not to be fucked with as a reasoning for getting out of a situation. And I don't know how I feel about that because like we both said, like, that's not something that you play with. That's not something that you just, like, that's as bad as saying, yo, I'm about to call out my grandma died when you're talking to your grandma on the phone. <laughs> but, yeah, it sounds cool, like, you know, and people can't really say something about that. Oh, well, we need you to come in even if your grandma died. Like, no, no, no one ever say that. Like, mm-hmm. no one's going to say you have to play if your mental health is not up to up to par. But I just hope that he doesn't turn around and starts to play fast because there's going to be a portion of the world who's going to feel a very, very big way about that. I mean, people are already saying it. People are already saying it. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to hold my Gotta hold my off. Thoughts. Just like, I hope and pray that that, that that doesn't turn into another part of the situation because that's the part, the human part of this whole shit where people are going to look at you as a person weird. Right. Like, like damn, damn the basketball. Like, you use that as a, as a, a mechanism to get out of a situation you're unhappy with. Like, People in the regular world don't have that same privilege and right. and want to. Like, we watched the whole world turn Kyrie Irving into a nutcase because he said the earth is flat. Now, we both know that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but 
you can't get away from that stigma. And now we hear Kyrie is walking around saging Cleveland and doing all types of shit. And Harden looking at him like, damn, bro, like, I've been in the queue a lot before. Like, why are you? I get it, but like, it probably felt performative to James because James is the type of bull who who just want to hoop. Thanks. And can we stop this notion that James Harden does not want to just hoop? Because I'm really sick and tired of people saying, well, I mean, every time things go wrong, he versus what, yo, what are you doing in Houston? He never took response. Bro, are we not going to talk about how Chris Paul blew it too? How he didn't play up to par? How he got hurt like he always does? Are we going to talk about Trevor Reza and them guys missing missing wide open threes in the in the playoffs? Are we so and then and then we're going to talk about well, I mean, what happened in Brooklyn? They played 16 games together in two years. That's what happened in Brooklyn, yo. 16 <laughs> games together in two years. You're talking about a guy that is about the hoops, like he's always been about the hoops. Whether you know, if he doesn't play well, okay, he doesn't play well, he didn't play well. I I will never deny that he didn't play well in the playoffs. He hasn't really played well in the playoffs. And I've been a I've been out there publicly and said that he hasn't played well in the playoffs, and that is frustrating to watch. But we're not about to act like this man is not about the hoops. Like he has always been about the hoops. He's never been about the ancillary shit. He's that's never been him. He's about playing ball. That's why him and Katie mesh so well because they're about the hoops. Katie's about the. We can all agree that Katie's about the hoops. Harden's the same way, man. Harden's the same. He's always been about the hoops. Always been, and forever will be about the hoops. That's why he wanted to get out of out of Brooklyn. It it became not about the hoops. Kyrie made it not about the hoops. He was too worried about saging instead of shooting. (laughs) So he had to hop out that, like, like he had to hop out that John, yo. It's just, it's just, it, 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 it shows me that people love to pick and choose when they want to uplift a player as opposed to diminishing a player. And that, to me, I have a problem with because we can't move the goalposts every time we want to turn around and make it so, you know, this guy is as good as we think he is unless we have to bring down someone else. Like, we know James Harden struggled a little bit in the playoffs, but then you also have to acknowledge who he was playing against. The same team who many have said is the best dynasty that we saw since the fucking Bulls. Like, skipped over the Lakers and the, <laughs> the, the Kobe dynasty, skipped over that. They told us that that was the best team maybe ever. That was the best run domination maybe ever that we saw so how are we talking all this bad stuff about james and then all of a sudden y'all change your tune on how great chris paul is to make your hardened point fit you got to call a spade a spade in this situation and yeah harden might have struggled in this in the playoffs but you also have to acknowledge that like Mike D'Antoni plays a huge role in the success of Harden while he's in Houston. And if you know anything about Mike D'Antoni and just the hoop scene in general, when you bring up that guy's name, you know that all you see is regular season numbers, 
<laughs> amazing record in the regular season, a good, fun product to watch. And then it all falls apart in the playoffs because the product is not sustainable when winning matters most. All falls down. Which is weird because Lauren Hill apparently was supposed to be on the song, changing the vocals clear. Now Selena Johnson comes in and says it. There you go, Kanye. Thank you again. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, you know, I get my guy Yay in here as much as I can. He's hating on him. But it's just like, yo, you know that the product of Mike D'Antoni, yeah. that eight seconds or less philosophy, that super spread offense that Chip Kelly used to run in, basketball, in football, that's what it is in basketball. Hmm. The two things that those guys have in common is no success when it matters most because the philosophy is flawed. Thanks. So, sure, tell me that James Harden struggled in the playoffs. Okay, but I need to hear shit like that as a means to why it happened. Because if you're just going to tell me that to make it seem like all of a sudden Ben Simmons, uh, uh, I hate saying it, is a better move in this deal than Harden? No, now you're telling me, now, now you're, you're goalpost moving, and I'm not here for it. A thousand percent. But I will say, I think Ben Simmons fits perfectly for what Brooklyn needs. They needed a rebounder, they needed defense, and they needed a guy who could play the point guard position. And that's what I think Ben Simmons can do for them. They have enough scoring. Like Let's just be honest. KD can score enough. Kyrie can score at will. Um... They have it up there that, you know, they got another shooter because you don't know what what Joe Harris is going to come back with. You don't know if he's going to come back in time. But that's another thing for the Brooklyn Nets and why this is even I don't know how we can even try and determine who won this trade right now, because we don't even know when KD's coming back, to be honest, because KD just earlier this week said that he's still four to six weeks away from a return. So and there's only after the All-Star break, there's only 23 games left in the season. And Kyrie, right now, from what the rules say, he can only play 10 of those. So there's there's a lot of variables in this Brooklyn team and what's going to happen with them and if they actually can make the most of this season right now. So, I mean, a lot of things are up in the air. And that's the thing that I, I really I really hate hearing when when things like this happen, when when deals of this magnitude happen, it's like, oh, well, so-and-so won the trade, so-and-so lost the trade. And it's like, yeah, we can have that conversation about like a Karis Levert deal going to Cleveland <laughs> because we can we can discuss that move in the proper light that it deserves. What team got better, what team added things, what team subtracted things, and what they're going to be moving forward. But when this situation happens with the Sixers and the Nets, it's, oh, well, the Sixers have to win a championship this season with this team right now because of James Harden or it's a failure. And it's like, how the fuck is that possible? No one's telling you if you got transferred to a new job, you have to fucking sell your numbers in the first month. Otherwise, you're going to get fired again. No. There's a learning curve. There's a there's a thing that you have to accept that these are still people. It's not a fucking video game. The mesh and chemistry have to be a natural build. Yeah. But for both teams, more so the Nets than the Sixers, because the Sixers, without James Harden and without 25, are a top three team in the East. Dominating, doing what they're supposed to do, supposed to do. The Nets right now are as unhealthy 
as I've ever seen a team be with players who are important. Thanks. So you add in a guy who hasn't played ball and Lord knows how long, and he has a mental component to it. You're going to see the other guys in the deal. You're going to see the Seth Curry's of the world play way before Ben. Mm-hmm. So you have to, so it's, it, if it's the Sixers have to win the championship this year, it should also be the same for the Nets, especially if people are telling me how great of a basketball player 2-5 is when they just told me three and a half days before how irrelevant and non-talented this guy is. You can't have it both ways. Not to me. I agree. Not so how do you feel about the draft picks, though? Because I've seen a lot of people get up in arms about the draft picks. I don't feel like – like, my thing is the NBA, right? The NBA draft is drastically different than the NFL draft. Like, draft picks matter, yes. I'm not saying that they don't matter. But it's a difference, right? Like, there's certain guys that you can get that help your team, that can aid your team in the second round. You can get a four-year guy that's been in college, you know, and get him in the, get him in the second round, and he can be an asset to your team and to your organization. Meanwhile, the Sixers were going to be a solid team regardless. So most likely, the pick was never going to be a lotto pick that first round pick it was gonna be in the 20s anyway so I don't think that we gave up that much by giving up two I mean it's still a lot it is two first round draft picks of course but 220 you know you know in the 20 round draft like uh you know first round but like pick 20 draft picks I'm I'm not too hurt by that see you're being nice me personally I don't give a fuck about a draft pick. <laughs> I could care less about a draft pick. To me, the draft pick is what pushes a deal across the table. Right. Because we as fans, we don't care about what the fuck's happening in 2027 in the NBA draft. Because then that means, well, damn, is it Bronny coming into the league at this point in time? Is it Amari Bailey coming into the league at this point in time? Is it Wani Wags coming into the league at this point? We don't know who is going. We can only project what's going to happen. Like, we projected Imani Bates was going to be one of them niggas. As of right now, his draft stock looks drastically different than what it was prior to him going to Memphis. So from the college level, you don't know what's going to come of these draft picks from years down the road. Thanks. That's number one. Number two, think about all the teams that we have seen over the last, we'll call it eight years, who have now created a treasure chest of picks. We saw the fucking Boston Celtics. Facts, facts, facts. With draft picks, high draft picks, unprotected, first rounders, lottery picks, all this stuff. And what have they done with those picks? I mean, they did get Jalen Brown. They did get Jason Taylor. So Yeah, that's cute. But those are things that you cannot miss on. You can't miss on those picks. Those picks are the ones that are obvious. You also had a bunch of other picks that you could have used to go get a guy like who? Anthony Davis, for example. You didn't go do that. You look into the Western Conference and you see a team in, oddly enough, the Thunder, who most of the players who we've been discussing today have been on. 
They had tactics <laughs> till I feel like 2035 from multiple teams, took the Sam Hinkie route and blew it up. Give me the draft picks from the worst teams in the NBA, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, for the next X amount of years, and we're going to be able to do something with them. At worst, we can jump into a bunch of trades and give them draft picks, and we can get cash considerations back and create this and that, all this flexibility. What the fuck are the Thunder? They got Lou Dort and Gilgis Alexander. And I fuck with Shea. Right, fuck with Shea for sure. Fuck with but- they traded for him. They didn't draft him. <laughs> and you're not going to turn around and find a Josh Giddy every single draft season. Facts, facts, facts. So if facts, you're facts. telling me that I can get James Harden, Paul Millsap, and I can give away 25, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and then the conversation stops, and I pick up the phone again, I say, yo, I'll give you two draft picks. Click, it's over. Fuck it. Because, because they wanted Thibault, because they wanted Thibault or Maxi, and you wasn't ready, you wasn't willing to give them guys up. Those are your two draft picks. Those are your two first round draft picks. Those are guys that you know are going to be legitimate starters and legitimate players in this league. Like just, just think about like, would you rather have a proven commodity in an actual NBA player to help you win right now, which is most which is usually what teams are thinking about when they make trades of this magnitude. They're trying to win now. So if you look down the line two years from now, three years from now, those two draft picks, in your mind as an organization, you're thinking, well, damn, these draft picks, we expect to be in the conference finals or the finals for the next X amount of seasons. So therefore, those draft picks who would have been maybe right outside of the fucking lottery are now going to be towards the back end of the first they're not relevant when you're trying to get players to help you win now so when i hear people discussing draft picks it's like y'all don't understand do you understand the first point about what long form drafting would look like and like you said the nfl has a lot of rounds to go find talent to help you win a team because the rosters are bigger and all that but in the nba you can roll the dice on a second round draft pick and he could be better than your 16th overall selection. That's I don't know who the fucking 16th pick was when Manu Ginobili got drafted, but I guarantee <laughs> you a thousand million percent that nigga ain't better than Manu. <laughs> it's not. If you have a good team who can find talent, there you go. I don't want to hear about draft picks, man. Talk to me about what the fuck 25 is going to do to help Kyrie Irving not get his ass cooked defensively in the fucking playoffs. Facts. You know, talk to me about that. Don't talk to me about dra- draft picks, right? Draft picks? Draft picks? Man, we ain't talking about the game. We talking about draft picks? Not a game. <laughs> what bro say? Not a game. Not a game. We talk about draft picks, man. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't, we're talking about the beard in Philly, City Line ad. We talk about Brooklyn getting a 6'11 guy who is a unicorn in the worst way. Like, let's talk about that. Literally, Shit, bro. we can talk about the real unicorn going to fucking Washington because he's a piece of fucking garbage. <laughs> we can talk about stuff like that, yo. 
Don't talk to me about draft picks, man. Please don't. Please don't. We got to go to a game, bro. I think I think we're gonna have to go to a playoff game like we did last year. And and see. Have you seen I, all? I, all I've never seen Harden in person, bro. Oh I've, I've never seen him in person. All I'm saying, though, bro, is like I just don't feel like you can get a jersey. Like I just want to make that known. Fuck. I like hold on. Like I just don't like. Tell me why. I, I don't Tell feel comfortable. Like me and like me and the guys, you know, Sixers fans, we've talked, and I just don't like. I don't. We didn't give you the clearance to really get one of them. Like. You're a Lakers guy, you Lakers AD, Brian, Stanley Johnson. Who? Like, like, he was a, he was a high draft pick who came out to be a bunch of fucking shit. So don't talk to me about the draft. Keep going, though. Tell me That's tell me your more guy. About, so, like, we just really feel guy like, guy. we just, we just feel like you're, like, you're a West Coast bull. Like, that's, like, that's your lane. Like, that's where you reside. So, we just don't feel as though we don't feel comfortable with you wearing our shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't wear our shit. Go ahead. I'm Your hand is raised. I'm professor. <laughs> um, can you ask me the question that I asked you about if you saw Sir James Harden play basketball before? I mean, I already answered that question. No, 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 no. I'm, I, I want to just do like a different, um, like a different thing. I want you to like ask me a question as the professor, please. The rhetorical one that I just asked you. Have you ever seen James Harden play? You know, it's funny that you asked me that because uh, <laughs> I want to say yes. I saw James Harden one less time than I saw my two favorite players of all time and Kobe Bryant and Tracy McGrady. And I happen to see this guy play in Philly multiple times. One of those times, he had about a 50-point triple-double. He was doing all types of wild shit. He had a fresh, clean mohawk back then. Too old to have it, but whatever. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> and then I remember, like, I was the guy defending James Harden. Because once upon a time, this guy went on a streak that we have never seen before. 30 every game, 30 for 33 games in a row, all types of wild shit, couple 40s, couple 50s, few 60s in there. But, you know, people was telling me, oh, it's not that impressive. Oh, it's the style of play. Oh, he's just trying to pad his numbers. Not really being, you know, honest about them, about what they're seeing, and that's just greatness. So I also remember y'all same Sixers fans watching from the crib, just like me and my Lakers are most times because <laughs> they ain't been doing shit for the last few years, even though we want to chip, but it feels a while ago. I remember y'all Sixers fans sitting there watching and telling me, oh, there goes James Harden again, folding in the playoffs. Here goes James Harden again, doing this, doing that, not doing good, not doing enough. And now all of a sudden, you guys want to just take him and, oh, come here, little James Harden, baby. That's what y'all want to do? <laughs> no, 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 no. <coughs> we can do that, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I might get me a throwback Harden Black Sixers AI joint because that's my guy. Well, uh, so, I mean, we hold people accountable in the city. So he wasn't playing well. And we called him out on it. 
I think I think he knows. I think he knows what he's getting himself into. Which is fair, you know, but we yeah. that that don't got nothing to do with you getting like okay. Nah, I see I see nah, Paul George play a lot, but you don't see me out here grabbing me grabbing Paul George jerseys now, do you? No, you don't. You don't see me. Not, he's not going to be somewhere where you can readily see him anyway. You're not going to fucking LA to watch him, and then nigga ain't been on the fucking court for six weeks now because he got three and a half shoulders that don't work. So stop. Okay. All we're all we're saying is you're not allowed to get a jersey, bro. I swear, if I see you with a jersey on, I'm punching on you and I'm taking that joint off you. That's weird because you're you're basically saying that you're gonna buy the jersey for me. So go ahead. I mean, you can get the jersey, but thank you in advance. Get me a Joel and B jersey or a Tyrese Maxi jersey because you weren't sold on neither one of those guys. When they stop. First okay, the stop. We're not even. Go- we're not gonna go there. I was definitely sold on Embiid. Uh, I don't. Was I, def- don't I was definitely sold on Embiid. Never wavered on Embiid at all. Yeah, wait, Maxi. Please. Yeah, Maxi, Maxi, I had some reservations about, oh. but you know, I got past those. I don't know about that. I'm going to have to draw. The, I'm going to have to draw the receipts. Go ahead, brother. Because I remember a little birdie telling me, "Ah, the man can't shoot. We don't shoot from three. We need combo guards. We need guys to get downhill and all this other shit." And all right, this I admitted to that. I said I had some reservations about Tyrese Maxey for sure. Oh, why I are did. we drafting this center who hasn't played basketball before? Bigs from Kansas I never said that. Never big. said that. Never said that. He's never healthy. His diet is bad. He's eating Shake Shack and grapes before games. And I'd rather have the virtual, the the versatile big in in twenty five. That's what Professor Trice was telling me once upon a time, Your Honor. Lies, yo, lies. I object. Can we approach the bench? I object, Your Honor. Can I approach with new information? It's just, he did, it's just he did not. I didn't. I ain't never see that. I don't know what you talking about because I ain't yeah. never say that. Now you, Chris Tucker. I I, I ain't get a good look at that. <laughs> Definitely okay. didn't get a good look of it. I, they told me. They told me you'd say that. Whatever. They did. They told me you'd say that. All I I'm did. saying is I better not see you in no Harden jersey, bro. That's all I'm saying. Oh, well, she well, already know what it's gonna be. Chitty chitty bang bang. You better close your fucking eyes, then, nigga. Because guess what? <laughs> Let's guess. I might go get me a pair of Harden Sixer PEs. Words with Adidas and shit. You know I mean, I mean, nice little. I'll probably get them Johns and the and the NBA Johns. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm a teeter tire no. through them Johns. No, cool. no, I know no. you. Know, I'm gonna carry it. It's cool. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Whatever. We gonna see. TBD. <laughs> Ooh, woo woo, woo woo woo. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Fuck this. Man.